Welcome to another teaching series from Pastor Reza Safa. For more information on Pastor Reza's teachings and ministry, please visit www.rezasafa.com. If you have your Bible, please turn it over to the book of John chapter 20. John chapter 20. I'm starting a new series. I would like to teach on the subject of healing. And I have been waiting for this for a long time. And God is allowing me to do that now. On the subject of healing. And, but before I do that, I need to teach you about two kinds of faith. There are two kinds of faith. And it's very important for us to understand what, because if we understand this, then we will understand what healing is and how to receive it. Now, in John chapter 20, we want to read one verse. This is after the resurrection of Jesus. In verse 1 it says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. And they saw that the tomb was empty. And uh, John and Peter ran to the tomb after they heard Mary. And now in verse 9 it says, For as yet, at this point, that Jesus is resurrected now, this is Sunday, they did not know the scripture. As yet, they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. One uh, beside the margin says they did not understand the scripture. Which means they did not believe it. They didn't believe that Jesus was, Jesus had been rose again. In other words... Now, go your, turn your Bible over to the book of Romans. I know you all know this is scripture. But then, again, we're, we're laying a foundation. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 and 10, it says, that if confess, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. So two things are needed. Confession with your mouth and faith with the heart. If you be, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So what is needed? Two things needed to be saved. Number one, huh? confess that he is Lord. Number two, you need believe what? Believe in your heart that Jesus, God raised him from the dead. So in order to be born again, you've got to have these two ingredients. Number one, confession with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Accept Him as your master. Give Him your life. Number two, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Okay? So if you do not, if one of these is missing, then you are not what? You're not saved. You're not born again. If you believe Jesus is Lord, but don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead, you're not saved. You believe in a religion. Actually, there are people who believe Jesus is a God, but they don't believe that He's alive. I think Scientology is one of them. They don't believe that He is God. They, believe, they don't believe that He's alive. So in order to be born again, saved, born of God's Spirit, you must both believe that He is your Lord, he is your master. He is your savior. And number two, you believe in your heart that God raised him from what? 
from the dead. Now the disciples didn't believe that. Go back again to John chapter 20. Disciples did not believe that God raised him from the dead. Look at this. Now we're talking about the time of Jesus here. In verse 8, this is Peter and John. John who wrote the book mentions of himself the other disciple. In verse 8 he says, Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also and he saw and believed. So that means up to that point, they hadn't believed. And verse 9, it says, As yet they did not know or understand the scripture. Because Jesus said to them three times, That son of man will die on the third day, he will what? He will rise again. So they didn't believe what he said. Notice here in verse 8, this is John. We're talking about John who wrote this gospel and his epistles. John says, he went in there and saw the tomb was empty and he did what? He believed. So when in John chapter 11 verse 27, Martha said to Jesus, you are the son of the living God, you are the Messiah. But up to this point they didn't believe. So she wasn't a true believer. Or when Matthew, in Matthew 16, 16, when Peter said, you are the Messiah, you are the son of God. He really didn't. He wasn't born again. They didn't believe in Jesus as the substitutionary sacrifice for their sins. They didn't have faith in the resurrection of Jesus. Because without that resurrection, you do not have faith, full faith in Christ Jesus. When you study this and the others, like for instance, John chapter 6. I want to, I want to look at one version of the kind of faith that was apparent in the time of Jesus. That there are two kinds of faith. Not one is based upon sense knowledge, five senses. Again, tell me what those senses are. Sight, hearing, smell, taste, touch. Five senses. Everything man knows are through these five senses. Every knowledge man has is through these five senses. So the knowledge of man is based upon sense knowledge. Now we have another knowledge called revelation knowledge. Ordinary people don't have it. Ordinary Christians don't have it. Only those who are filled with the Holy Ghost receive that revelation, what we call a revelation knowledge. Just like Paul said, I didn't, no man taught me the gospel. No man gave it to me. I receive it by revelation. So now, and we're going to look at this, disciples didn't have this. Until way later on that Paul. In other words, the disciples even didn't have a revelation of what faith is. When Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and people said, what shall we do? You know what Peter told them? What did Peter say to him? Repent and be baptized. He didn't say believe. See. They didn't have revelation knowledge of faith. It wasn't until... Actually, if you study all the chapters... Until the 15th chapter of Acts, you will hear no teaching about righteousness, no teaching about the substitutionary death of Jesus and resurrection of Jesus, that he became our substitution. No teaching about faith whatsoever in 15 chapters of Acts. The first 
disciples and apostles didn't have that revelation until it came to Paul later on. Really, if I would want to word this, I would say, without the epistle of Paul, we wouldn't really know what Jesus did for us. We would know Jesus, who he was. We would recognize Jesus as the Son of God. But we wouldn't recognize what he did for us. So without the epistles of Paul, the gospel is not complete. We need those teachings. This is why it's so important. Now, notice here in John chapter 6. In John chapter 6, in verse 30. In verse 30 we read, Therefore they said to him, These are all the Jews at the time of Jesus. What sign will you perform then, that we may see it, and believe you. What work will you do? So their faith was based upon what? Their sight. They had to see in order to believe. So their faith was a sense knowledge faith. A faith that was based upon the natural condition. Seeing, hearing, tasting, feeling, smelling. That kind of faith is a sense knowledge faith. People have to see it in order to believe. Again, go over to John chapter 20. That was the condition of the hour, even among the apostles, among the disciples. In John chapter 20, here we see the example of Thomas. In verse 25, now... All the disciples, Jesus appeared to them, and now they believe he's alive. And Thomas wasn't among them. So they came, told Thomas. In verse 25, the other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. See, again, they see it now. They believe because they've seen it. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. So their faith was not based upon the words, was based upon a visual senses. And I'm here to tell you that majority of Christians' faith is based upon that. Seeing, feeling, hearing, touching, smelling it. We don't notice that the Holy Ghost is among us unless we see a cloud. Unless we get some goosebumps. So our faith is not based upon if two or three gather together. I will be there in your midst. But it's based upon how I feel. So I respond to God in accordance to my senses. And because my senses are limited, then my faith is also limited. Because you cannot smell always God. Dogs can smell a smell that you and I cannot smell. It. That tells you we're limited. Okay? Here, Thomas said, unless I do not do all of that, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, so he knew exactly what Thomas had said. Now he's operating not as the son of man, but he's operating as the son of God. Full knowledge, omnipotent, 
omniscience. He knows every thought. He knows every word that is spoken on this planet without being locally there. Before he couldn't because he was, he was limited because he had a physical form like you and I. He couldn't hear what was going on, what was being said next door. He only knew it by revelation, what was going on in the heart of people, by the Holy Ghost. We read it in John chapter 6, I believe it was. He did not commit himself to them because he knew what was in them. How did he know that? Not as the Son of God, but as the Son of Man. He knew by the Holy Ghost because he was so in obedience. Therefore, he knew what the Holy Spirit led them. But now he's operating as the Son of God. He's operating in the same authority and full glory that God has himself. Because he could walk through the wall. So he didn't have to have a door to walk through. Now, then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving. So, a visual faith is an unbelieving faith. Because that's what he said. He says, if I see it, I will believe it. But Jesus said to him, that is the condition of unbelieving. It's a natural faith. It's a human kind of faith. It's not God kind of faith. It's human kind of faith. And you're limited when you operate in that. You get defeated on every corner. He says, do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are those who have not, what? Seen. So now he's talking about another kind of faith. So there is a faith that he doesn't need to have the five senses in operation in order to believe. This faith is based upon what? The Word. It's based upon Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word. So this faith is based upon God's Word, not upon what I feel. Two different faiths. Two kinds of faith. One is based upon my knowledge, based upon my senses, five senses. One is based upon the truth of God's word. Now, go over to Luke chapter 24 again. I want you to get this picture clearly. See that these, these guys that follow Jesus for three and a half years, they, they had not the kind of faith you and I have today. You're in a higher status as they were. Luke chapter 24 in verse 10 it says, now again the same story about the resurrection of Jesus. And uh, you know the ladies, because they have a more sensitive spirit and operate in, in, operate in emotion more than men do. So they were the first one going to the tomb. First one, they missed the master, first one to go to the tomb. Boys were afraid, they were inside, but these ladies, they're bold. And thank God for them. They went out there. And so here is, verse 10, he says, it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James. These, these, these girls were with Jesus the whole time, supported him. Luke chapter 8, it tells you that these guys supported Jesus' ministry, fed him. These ladies, these are God's servants. I tell you, thank God for ladies. Thank God for women who's given to the ministry of Lord Jesus. Thank God for women like this. You know what William Carey said? Or William Booth. He says, some of God's strongest men are women. 
Hallelujah for that. But now listen to what he says. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other woman with them, who told these things to the apostles. Verse 11. And their words seemed to them like idle tales. And they did not believe him. Again, you see, their faith was not based upon the truth. was based upon what they saw. Verse 25. Then he said to them, this is Jesus now walking to two of them in the way of, uh, 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 way to Jerusalem. Verse 25 says, then he said to them, O foolish ones, and the slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. It was prophesied by all the prophets that the Messiah will rise again. But they didn't believe it. See, their heart was slow. It was hard. To believe the word. Again in verse 39. Behold my hands and my feet. That it is I myself. Handle me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones. As you see I have. He doesn't say blood. He says flesh and bones. That's a form of the exalted body. That Jesus had. In verse 40 he says. When he had said this. He showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food? They still are seeing him. They still don't believe. You know, unbelief can get so thick in our hearts that even when we see, it's like that guy who called me from Iran. He prayed for his mother. He, got, he, was, an, he was a drug addict for 20-some years. Got delivered, and he got on fire for the Lord. His mother had a major disease. Kept watching their program. One day he lay hand on his mother and says, Come out in the name of Jesus. And the mother got healed. One of the imams of Shiite Islam, is, his name is Abu Fals. So he said to, her, to his mom, Mom, give your heart to the Lord. She said, No son, Abu Fals has saved me. Abu Fals has healed me. Every time they pray, they pray to this Abu Fals. And that disease came back. And you know, those people never get healed again. Because they refuse to give God the glory. Even though when it takes place, some people's hearts are so thick, that's how people lose their healings. Because they don't operate by faith. Now, Jesus had to deal with these people in accordance to where they were. They were childish. So, it's like a kid. A kid, you can give a promise to a kid. To a two-year-old. Honey, I'll get you a cookie. No, mom, cookie. No, I will get it. No, cookie, mom, cookie. So they will wear you out till you give them the cookie. They don't trust what you tell them. Their life is based upon their senses. Little baby, oh, baby, milk is coming, honey. Hang on, hang on. They don't trust what you're saying. It's based upon what they feel in their belly. Belly wants food. Err, err. And they cry till you stick a bottle in their mouth. Are you listening to me? And did you know some Christians are like that? They don't believe him until it's goosebump all over them. Until the pain is gone. Then they believe they're healed. Until somebody knocks on the door and says, God prophesied to me and I was on the third street. And then on the fourth street I saw a vision and God said, bring this bag of money for you. Some people don't believe. Don't believe their promises. They have to see it. In Acts chapter 2, why do you think on the day of Pentecost, 
Go over to Acts chapter 2. In verse 1 it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Same people. This is the day of Pentecost, 50th day. For 40 days Jesus appeared to them. So now for 40 days that they've seen him. So now they know he's risen Lord. And now 10 days they've been waiting on him for the Holy Ghost. And what happens here? In verse, they all in one accord one. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. You imagine we're all sitting here and we all hear. Everybody check the sound system. No, it's not the sound. It still is going on. Where is it coming from? It's not from the speakers. Where is it coming from? So they heard. Senses. They heard something. Look at what happens here. Then there appeared to them. Visual. Divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay? Verse 6 it says, And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together, and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. See, it was all visual. Everything you see there in the book of Acts, it's all visual. Acts chapter 4, verse 14. This is after Peter and John healed that man seated at the gate. Sanhedrin take him in, the, uh, the religious committee. And in verse 14, and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Why? Because they saw it. Jesus said in John chapter 16, Some of you will not believe until you see signs and wonders. So it was all visual. Everything in the beginning of the book of Acts, it was all visual. They had to see it in order to believe it. They had to hear it in order to believe it. So their faith was a childish faith. And that faith is limited because you won't believe it if you don't see it. Why when we lay hands on people these days, tongues of fire don't appear? Why don't we hear a sound of rushing mighty wind? And yet there are preachers, charismatic word of faith preachers, still preaching churches. God is sending, we are going to hear it, the sound of glory is coming. No, glory came 2,000 years ago when the Son of God rose from the dead. I don't have to see it in order to believe it. Jesus said, if two or three gather together, the glory is there in our midst. You say, I don't feel it. You don't feel the air, but you're still alive. Do you have to see the air before you open your nose and breathe in? We operate sometimes... In that faith, even though we don't see it, but there is a knowing on the inside of us. When you go to the gas station, you put that thing in the pump, the pump in your tank, do you see gasoline going in? No. What do you see? Number. Price going up. <laughs> That's right. We have come to this conclusion in America that that pump is supposed to work properly. So when he says 50 gallon of gas is gone, you got to pay $120. <laughs> you 
You know, you believe him, you go pay him without seeing the gasoline. Do any of you turn on the car, look at the gauge, the gas gauge when you pump? How many of you do that? Majority of us don't because we just believe. You didn't see it, but you believe it. So we know how to walk by faith. It's the knowing in you. Faith, listen to this, this is important. Oh, I've, I haven't heard this for a long time. Faith is a possession, something I have. It's not something invisible, mm, I don't know. No, faith is a knowing deep inside of you that you know, that you know, that gas station, that pump is doing its job. Isn't that right? Because the system is built to work. So now, let's talk about the second kind of faith. Go over to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews. Now we're talking about mature kind of faith. You know why Christianity doesn't believe in healing these days? And in tongues? You know why preachers don't say these tongues is not of, it's not of God? They even blaspheme. They say it's of the devil. Because it doesn't make sense to their five senses. Because they prayed for their uncle and the uncle died of cancer. So God doesn't always heal. It's all based upon visual. It's all based upon their five senses. If it's with the outside of these five senses, it doesn't exist to them. You're talking to the thin air when you talk to them about healing. They don't understand it. Don't you tongue in in tongues in front of them because you confuse them because it doesn't make sense everything they hear they have to understand that's why they don't speak in tongues in Harvard and all these major universities you know they don't have a class on let's understand the supernatural no what they understand is what they can put under a microscope anything outside a microscope doesn't exist science is an evidence of sense knowledge. Are you listening to me? They don't know anything outside of their five senses. It doesn't exist. It's non-existence to them. That's why Jean-Paul Sartre came with that philosophy called existentialism. Meaning everything that is outside my five senses does not exist. Now, in Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 3 it says, By Faith. Now we're walking into a territory that is not for kids. This is for mature. This is, this is another kind. This is the kind that pleases God. You see, Thomas, and you believe, blessed are those who do not see, yet believe. Do not see what, yet believe. The words in the truth. Here, by faith we do what? By faith we understand. So understanding... It's not by natural means, it's by faith. The things of God's got to be understood by faith. By faith, we understand. What do we understand? That God, that the worlds or aeonas or ages, were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Well, that tells me God is a faith God right there. That means God doesn't operate upon that which he sees, but that which doesn't exist. God operates on that which doesn't exist. Isn't that what faith is? Assurance of things hoped for. And an evi evidence. 
a security of things not seen. Verse 1. So God calls upon things that are not as though they were. So God is a faith call. How did God create? God didn't grab a whole bunch of old stuff and, and form it together and make the earth. He didn't use a bunch of old materials to form it and create the planets. God spoke it by faith. We understand how God framed by one word. He said, let there be light. And there was millions of lights came to be. He saw it in his spirit. And then he spoke it. And those words that came out of his mouth, they are creative words. So words of faith, key number one, are creative force. Oh, you got to know this. Because the Lord spoke to Reinhard Bonnke, he says, the words that come out of your mouth by faith, if it's by faith, it is as though it's coming out of my mouth. So, because it's no different, it's the word of faith, it's from Him. So it has the same potential, the same possibility, the same power that it comes out of His mouth. So, words that are the kind of faith that is not visible faith, or childish faith, or common sense or natural senses faith, but the faith that is of God has the power to create. Second, we're talking about second kind of faith. This kind, God spoke it and it became. Thank you for tuning into this series by Pastor Reza Satha. These audio broadcasts are made possible by the support and prayers of viewers like you. For more information on Pastor Reza's teachings and ministry, please visit www.rezasafa.com.